Hello everybody, my name is Ben Schluter, welcome to yet another episode of Goal to Go. Yes, it has been a while since I've been on the here. There hasn't been anything to talk about, what do you mean? Nothing's happened at all. I mean, it's not like there's been a bunch of news with LSU or anything. We're waiting until after my finals are done to talk about that, and until that all settles down, which I guess will never happen. But yeah, once we get to like the end of the whole coaching weirdness for LSU and we get those hires settled, I'll finally do something about it. Unless that doesn't happen by Monday, in which case, I guess we'll do a thing on Monday. Anyway, let's get into the past week's games. Starting with, do we really have to talk about this again? Cowboys over Saints. So, yeah, Taysom Hill got injured in the game and looked like crap at the end of it. What did you expect? Like... Eh. Look, the, the Cowboys didn't look good. The Saints didn't look good. Let's just not talk about this game. I already spent enough time talking about this. Um, Save for some parts where I didn't talk about other things that I meant to. Look, the turnovers were bad, but like the last two where we were kind of in desperation mode. Um, the Cowboys, Kellen Moore is not an offensive genius. Please stop thinking this. Oh my God, his play calling is so... Uh, the Bucks and the Falcons. The Falcons have played the Bucks surprisingly close since Tom Brady's been there. Like, don't let the final score fool you. The Falcons were in this game for three quarters. 30-17. to 17. But, again, Falcons were close. They were within three at the start of the third, uh, start of the fourth quarter. And, uh, then it wasn't. So that's a thing that occurred. Bucks are, I'll get to the clinching scenarios later. Cardinals beat the Bears, so Andy Dalton threw four picks. By God, Matt Nagy, you really want to keep this job. You are incompetent, your organization is incompetent, and this is why I don't believe that you will ever get anything out of Justin Fields. That is a thing I believe. I've believed it since draft night. The Chicago Bears are a quarterback wasteland. Why? Also, the Cardinals are a really good team that no one's giving respect to. This team is genuinely Super Bowl contenders, and we just don't want to talk about that. Yeah, Kyler Murray looks really good. So how come we all think that they're going to lose in the divisional round? Uh, besides the fact that we all know they're going to lose in the divisional round to either the either the Packers or the... It's going to be like the Packers or the Cowboys or the Rams. Like, that's where it looks like it's going to be. Anyway, I picked the Bengals to beat the Chargers. That didn't happen, so the Chargers decided to just jump out to a huge lead, nearly give it up, and then score again. What was that game? So, the Chargers scored 24 unanswered, and then they give up 22 unanswered, and Joe Burrow, like, dislocated his pinky. But after scoring 22, like, the Bengals were like, Okay, we're fine. I mean, we're fine with that. We're done. We're done. 22 points? It's more than enough. Yeah. You had that Joe Mixon fumble, which was just embarrassing. Like, the ball just popped out easily. And boom, dude's gone. Bow, bow. And then, Lions-Vikings. Hey, Vikings. Hey. Hey, Vikings. So you lost to the Lions, eh? Yeah, I wish I had picked the Lions. That'd have been funny. Like, you lost... You. So the Lions jumped out to a huge lead. Then, in true Lions fashion, they choked it away. 
And then in true Vikings fashion, the Lions allowed uh, the Lions got back into it and won the game on the final play. R.I.P. the Minnesota Vikings. You idiots. Now you're in a position where a loss tonight and a win by the Packers eliminates you from the division crown. Because the Packers will clinch it. Yeah. Welcome to a hell. Deal with it. Then, the Dolphins and the Giants. The Giants were starting Mike Glennon. This was only going to end badly, except it somehow ended worse. Mike Glennon got injured, so now they have to start Jake Fromm. This is a team that genuinely has to start Jake Fromm in an NFL game. By God, what are we doing? Meanwhile, the Dolphins have gone from 1-7 to 6-7, which has never happened before in NFL history. So good for them. Uh, Flores, you might be able to save your job. You need to get more wins and possibly into the playoffs, which you somehow miraculously are closer to than you were supposed to be at 1-7. Keep it going. I know you've been playing trash opponents, but still, it's pretty incredible to see it. Then, in the game that you should have known was going to end the way it did, the Eagles beat the Jets, which is a statement that has been true since the first game. The Jets have never beaten the Eagles in the regular season. Gardner Minshew did it. Oh my god, he's back. And he looked awesome, and he had the second-best passer rating of anybody to play on Sunday or this week, uh, only behind Kyler Murray, who was going up against the Chicago Bears, who are barely a football team. Although, the Jets are barely a football team, too. So, their kicker, the Jets' kicker, came in, missed two extra points, missed, like, every single kick he had, missed, missed all of them, and then they cut him. Dude made nine grand. Dude's a legend. Just go out there, miss it was like miss a bunch of kicks, get cut, make nine grand. Screw it. I don't know. I I mean, respect the hustle, am I right? Like just Yeah. Let's move on to the shutout. Oh god. So the Colts beat the Texans. Thirty one to zero. Cool. I had to go up against a guy who had Jonathan Taylor in his fantasy league. I got my ass kicked in fantasy this week. My opponent had 150-something points. Because Tom Brady and all of the things. Like, just... Man. Oh, well. I still lead my division. Woot, woot. I'm not winning the championship. But, you know. It's it's nice to have these frivolous things when my team is injured to hell and back. Um, But, yeah. Then, Washington beat Vegas. Hey, I called it. I freaking called it. I had 100 points this week, which means I went, like, what, 10-4? and four? I think I went 10-4 and four this week. Pretty good. Um, yeah, Washington. Last second drive. Kicked the game-winning field goal. Who kicked it? Only the kicker we had literally just cut. Brian Johnson. What the hell, man? However, he did the same thing for the Saints and then went completely off the uh, grid and just missed field goals. So, yeah. Good luck, Washington. Also, Raiders, welcome back down to earth. Uh, The Rams beat the Jaguars. What do I have to say about this game? First of all, nice bounce back game for the Rams. Uh, Definitely needed that after going winless in November. Uh, Second of all, Urban Meyer should be fired right now. For gross incompetence. Like, 
If that's not a cause to fire someone, I don't know what is. This is a dude who just does not want to manage his football team. This is a dude who is okay with Carlos Hyde staying on the field when he wants to come off for a rest and not letting James Robinson, his literal 1,000-yard rusher from last year. Like, this dude ran for 1,000 yards last year and was the best player the Jaguars had. You don't want him out on the field? What, because of a fumbling issue? This is the NFL, not college. Deal with it, Urban. And then when asked about it, he doesn't take accountability for it. You have to have your rookie quarterback stepping up and saying, no, we should have our best player out in the field. Like, no shit you should have your best player out on the field. I don't think it's really that difficult to figure this out. Like, it's Urban Meyer's same excuse. Someone had pointed this out. When Ezekiel Elliott had 11 touches against Michigan State and somehow they lost... And he's just like, I don't even know. Bro, you are the head coach. It is your job to know this stuff. You have no excuses, you idiot. You have lost the locker room. It's week 14. You're an absolute and utter disgrace to professional football. Leave. Resign. Do it now. It's more glorious and glamorous than getting fired and shit-canned like you deserve. And of course, Shad Khan isn't going to do anything about it because he's instead going to sit on his hands and let Urban Meyer coach another year and watch as his franchise that he supposedly cares about dies again. Because, hi, I'm not a Jaguars fan, but I like good football. And the Jaguars under Shad Khan have been an utter disgrace to football. He is an uh, He's no Dan Snyder. He's not a piece of trash. He's a great-ish guy. He's got a great story. But he runs his team like an absolute dumpster fire and does not care. And it is unbelievable to watch. He is not the right kind of owner for the NFL. He just doesn't do the right things. Just, dude, please be cool. I want to see this team succeed because having a team be a perpetual laughingstock annoys me. As a fan of two perpetual laughing stocks from the past and present. And those two teams, by the way, are LSU and the... Uh, not LSU. The, the Saints and the New Orleans Pelicans. Anyway, off of that rant. Hey, Ravens. That two-point conversion could have gone a little bit better for you, couldn't it? This was a great game. Possibly Roethlisberger's last stand. We'll see. Um, But... Ravens, in the end, lose another guy to the injury bug. My god, this team is a walking, uh, ER room. So yeah, that, that loss doesn't really help you in the whole race to be a good team. Seriously, the, the, the Ravens are way too inconsistent. Um, just another thing, their offense is inconsistent as hell. You know what's not good, also? Letting your quarterback get sacked seven times? Seven. It led the league. Uh, at least he led the league in being sacked. I don't know if that was the most times a team allowed a QB to get sacked. But still, that's very bad. So, your O-line is bad. Maybe Alejandro Villanueva wasn't the actual solution you thought he was. Who could have seen this coming? I know. Um, yeah, y'all need to fix your stuff. As for the uh, Steelers... I have no idea what to say about you. You honestly don't make any sense. Cam Hayward and TJ Watt exist, um, and they are unblockable, apparently. And if any team does figure out a way to block them, you will lose 
very hard. Also, Najee Harris is running about as hard as he did in college, and that scares me. So that's a fun time. Yes, I missed this pick. I missed the next one, too, because I thought the 49ers were going to beat the Seahawks. But why did I expect anything different? No, the Seahawks decide, what if we just beat the 49ers? Lol, and they did. The 49 I'm sorry, the Seahawks had on a fake punt more rushing yards than they did against the entire uh, did in an entire game against the Washington football team. I'm gonna just let that sink in for a second. Yeah, that's how bad that was. Um yeah. See Seahawks did a great job. Then in what can only be described as a Sunday night failure, uh, we got Chiefs and Broncos. The best often the best defensive play that the Broncos had was going 11 minutes uh, on an 11-minute drive, and then proceeding to fail to score points on it was your worst defensive play. You had it, and you blew it. Run the football. Also, Teddy Bridgewater just ain't it at quarterback, and I think we've all figured this out now. Teddy Bridgewater's whole MO is take five seconds in the pocket and check it down. The only reason he succeeded in New Orleans, I think, may just have been that he had so much talent around him that if he would have failed, it would have been absolutely... No, he had Sean Payton coaching him. He had Michael Thomas. He had Alvin Kamara. If he failed, that would have been incredible. Like, you don't fail with that roster. No, you just let things happen. And what do you know? Things happen. And, uh, yeah, also, the, the Chiefs are probably pretty decent, and their defense is doing better than it was earlier, so yeah, that's been a cool turnaround. And then finally, the final game of the week, in which, yeah, there weren't many points. Uh, Patriots-Bills. The Patriots won this game despite only throwing three passes and completing two of them. What? Bills, y'all are screwed. Y'all are screwed. Your defense contained the run, but it didn't do a good enough job. It just didn't. Like, you gave up 14. You did a great job there. Honestly, maybe it's the offense. How'd they put up 31 on the Saints? You know what? I'm still asking that question. I was at that game. Let's not talk about that. Um, Instead, let's talk about the actual game itself. Uh, first of all, y'all attempted a field goal in that weather. No. Just no. You do not have Nick Folk, who is one of the most insanely weird kickers ever. Who has been like, I'm going to hit all of these field goals for no reason. Like, he was kicking into the wind and was just like, I'm going to hit this thing dead center. Watch. Boom. Whatever. Going for two, by the way. The Patriots went for two because they were going towards that end. With the wind. So they couldn't really kick it. They didn't want to kick it. And it ended up working out for them. And that ended up being very big. For the scoring margin of this game. Because it forced the Bills. To you know continue to have to try and score a touchdown at the end of it. But also the Bills don't have a run game it seems. This is not good for me. Person who has Devin Singletary. As one of his fantasy backs. Um, and I decided to get rid of Clyde Edwards-Alaire. When he went on IR. Because I'm a genius. Um, shut up. So, yeah, the Bills. Josh Allen is carrying you. 
you need to figure out a way to get him some support. You have the running backs. Use them. Why aren't they working? I thought you guys had a run game. Please have a run game. I would like to see you guys do well. It would be nice. And now on to the predictions for this week. So, tonight's game, the Steelers and the Vikings. I have the Steelers winning this game. Look, the Vikings are just too inconsistent for me. The Vikings are too inconsistent. It's just... Vikings play in so many one-possession games where it feels like they should win them, and then they don't. And that's not good. Like, why are you the way that you are, Vikings? Why are you so weird? Now, we need to talk about how this is an impacting clinching scenario. So first of all, the uh, the Texans have officially been eliminated from the playoffs. They are the first team to do so. Yes, even the Lions are still technically in playoff contention. I don't know how either. There are two playoff clinching scenarios this week that are available. Both are in the NFC. Starting with the NFC North. If the Vikings lose and the Packers win, the Packers are NFC North champions. Then there's the NFC South. If the Bucks win, Saints lose, and... Panthers lose, the Bucks are NFC South champions. There's also a really weird... Uh, oh, by the way, the I think the Cardinals can clinch, actually? I need to double-check this clinching scenarios thingy, as I did... I must have misunderstood, because I know Arizona's in with a win. Arizona is in with a win... There we go. Playoff clinching scenarios for week 14. Thank you, NFL. So, yeah, Arizona can't clinch the division. They can clinch a playoff berth with a win or if Minnesota loses and San Francisco loses. So if Minnesota loses and San Francisco loses, they're in. But, you know, and by the way, they play on Monday night. So if those two things happen, they would be in anyway. Or, if Minnesota loses, and we lose, and Carolina loses, they're in. If San Francisco loses, we lose, and Atlanta and Carolina tie, they're also in. Okay, that's not weird at all. Yeah. Also, there's a lot of clinching scenarios, so do we go through them? Fine. Yeah. So, Green Bay, they can clinch just a berth if they win, the Saints lose, and San Francisco loses, or, uh, and by the way, these are loss or tie, but I'm ex- I'm excluding ties from all scenarios. Um, yes. So, this can also happen another way, but that involves a tie, uh, there's a really weird way that Tampa Bay clinches a playoff berth if there's a tie with their whole thingy. And that's if they tie and Carolina, New Orleans, Minnesota, San Francisco, and Washington all lose. By the way, San Francisco and Washington can both tie for this to work. Um, so yeah, those are the clinching scenarios of this week. Let's get into the predictions. Why don't we?
Hee hee hee. So, back to the predictions, I should say. Uh, the Ravens and the Browns. I got the Ravens winning this one. Look, if this is anything like the last Ravens-Browns game, we're all gonna die. Um, yeah. So that, that's fun. Uh, I think the Ravens will win this game. This won't be very great. But, who knows? I've been mistaken countless times this year. So, yes. Then we have Titans-Jaguars, or as we like to call it, the semi-annual beatdown of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Only this time it won't be administered by Derrick Henry. One can only wonder who will decide to lay the smackdown on the uh, Jaguars this time. Next up, we have the Chiefs and the Raiders. So, uh, the Chiefs are going to win this game. Here's why. Number one, uh, the Chiefs like to lay the smack down on the Raiders. Number two, this is being played at Arrowhead. Number three, what the hell are the Raiders doing? How did you lose to the Washington football team? Washington football team, by the way, nice winning streak, but still. Yeah. We're not going to talk about Saints-Jets. We're going to save that for tomorrow, because again, go-to-go kickoff show. It's a thing that exists. I do it. Hopefully, you listen, because I don't know if you do. I don't. I, I can't read minds. I can't predict the future. Here's all I can do. Make attempts, such as with the Dallas Cowboys-Washington football team game. Now, it should be noted that Washington has only divisional games left. Schedule makers, why are you cruel? Seriously, they are 6-6, six and six, so they've played 12 games. Their next five games are against division opponents. Whose idea was this? Why? What? Anyway, it's a home game against the Dallas Cowboys that I think they will lose. They being Washington, I hope we can make sure that we understand that. Um, yeah, Cowboys, very good team. Hopefully Dak Prescott balls out so that my fantasy team can win this week. Um, <coughs> excuse me, still have a cough, and by still have a cough, I mean regained a cough. Hooray for how the world is making me deal with... Ugh. Anyway, yeah, Cowboys, pretty good team. Tony Pollard apparently had a weird injury thingy that happened, uh, but apparently he's back from it or something. Yeah. I don't know. Here's what I do know. This game will happen. Another game that very much fits the definition of a game that's going to happen is the Falcons and the Panthers, a game I believe the Falcons are going to win. Um, The Panthers are... Now, without Joe Brady, they fired him. Congratulations, Panthers. You're going to blame everything on your offensive coordinator when your poor roster management has led you to having Christian McCaffrey be the only thing you have on offense. He's played a grand total of five games under Joe Brady. You haven't drafted a single offensive player since Matt Rule has got... Matt Rule, let me ask you, how's it working out with you not having drafted a single offensive player? Because your offense looks like crap and you're blaming it on your OC. That ain't his fault. You're not giving him any help. You thought bringing in Sam Darnold was going to help? It didn't. You thought bringing in the battered remains of uh, Cam Newton as a starter would help? It didn't. You thought bringing in Teddy Bridgewater was going to help? And it didn't last year because you have only one guy on offense and his name is Christian McCaffrey and it turns out he's injury prone. Oops. Hey, maybe giving a guy 40 touches a game isn't good for his overall health. Who could have seen that coming? Shut up about how the Saints had to do that with uh, Alvin Kamara. That's that's different. Um, yeah, your roster management is terrible. I mean, you have DJ Moore. He's pretty good. I would know. I start him in fantasy. Um, 
No, but he's a pretty good wide receiver. But, like, you have nothing going on offense. What the hell do you want him to do? What, 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 literally, what do you want him to do? What do you want Joe Brady to do? Turn around a a middling offense? The offensive line hasn't been healthy this year. What the hell do you want? You looked good early in the season, and then you started getting injured, and now look where you are. Back to where you were last year. Matt Rule, you're on your last legs in Carolina. You honestly are probably going to get fired midseason next year when Christian McCaffrey gets injured again. He wasn't worth the deal. It turns out you don't sign running backs to those kinds of contracts. I don't know why. But it turns out it, it it's just injuries. Like, it's sad, but the running back position isn't undervalued. It's overpaid. Then it, What's unfortunate is that you can basically get by by drafting third-round running backs and then never signing them to a second contract. Like, there are championship-winning teams that get by like this. They're called the New England Patriots that got by like this. The Bucks got by like this by doing the same thing. You have Ronald Jones, who's a young running back, and then you sign a washed-up running back like uh, Leonard Fournette for pennies on the dollar. Turns out he still had a little gas in the tank. Who knew? Clearly not the Jaguars, but they're not exactly the best arbiters of talent. Speaking of teams that know about talent, the Seahawks. They used to, at least. They're playing the Texans, a team that definitely knows nothing about talent. They're out of the playoffs. Um, This game's going to happen. I believe the Seahawks are going to win it. By God, is anybody really caring? I, I can't hear anything. Nope, that's that's the sound of nobody giving a damn about this game. Then, the Broncos and the Lions. Well, speaking of games nobody cares about, uh, this is between two teams that exist. One team is fighting for its playoff hopes, which I can't believe I'm saying that about the Broncos, and the other is the Lions, who... My God, how did you win that game? Um, yeah. The Broncos are going to win this game? Are we really all questioning this? Because, yeah, Jared Goff isn't that good. The Vikings just made him look like a god. Then, it's the Chargers. They're playing the Giants, who's starting Jake Fromm, State Farm. This is going to be a bloodbath, isn't it? Ah, God. Why why do I have a really stupid suspicion that the Chargers are going to let the Giants have this game be really close? Besides the fact that they're the Chargers and they randomly do this for no reason to bad teams. Like, y'all... Y'all gotta, y'all gotta figure this out. Are you going to let mediocre teams continue to play close with you or and lose to them? Or are you going to actually say, hey, uh, we exist and we would like to make the playoffs? Because the entire AFC is trying to make statements out here. You gotta make one. Anyway, 49ers and the Bengals game's going to be very interesting. Uh, Both of these teams, you know, very interesting teams. Uh, I really don't know what to say about this game. If I get the game in my area, I'll be very interested to watch it. I believe the 49ers are going to win it. Uh, The Bengals have been very inconsistent. I think that Joe Burrow's injury is going to hamper him a little bit. And the 49ers, while they're very inconsistent, uh, if George Kittle can just torch the defense again, then I think they'll be fine. Then Bucks bills Look, so Tom Brady's just bullied the Bills all his life. 
uh, and he gets to do it again. The Bills have no defense in the secondary. They never had to use it. I don't think they're going to be able to stop the Bucks' entire passing attack of receivers. <clears throat> and underneath routes, just everything. Look, Tredavious White is the heart and soul of that defensive secondary, and then now he's gone. What are you going to do? Also, the Bills have no offense. Seriously, how are you guys going to score points? You're going to run it with Josh Allen? I'm serious. Like, I'm very, It's a very concerning thing about the Bills. I don't think they can do it. They have not shown me they can do it. They The only touchdown they scored was because of a very close muffed punt against the uh, Patriots. Like That was the only touchdown they scored. It was very close. But, you know what? We will see. Hopefully the Bills win. Then on Sunday night football, you got the Packers playing the Bears. Look, if the Packers don't win this game, it's going to be very, very confusing. They're playing in Lambeau Field. Y'all got to win that game by 30. Preferably 30 to nothing. I'm starting your defense. But also because it would be funny. Matt Nagy's so bad. He's in a front to football. Just saying. And then finally, and yes, if you're wondering why I'm trying to get through all of these kind of fast, it's because I just want to get to football. And also because, you know, not always got something to say. Like with Cardinals-Rams, like I really don't know what to say about this game. I'm just interested in it. I think it's going to be a very good, fun matchup. We'll see if this is the first true test for the Rams since winning that game against Jacksonville. Like, that was their get-right game. Now, have they gotten right? Or have they instead just done what they were supposed to? But we will have to see. Now, there is no college pick this week as we transition to college. Um, But let's at least review what I did this where did it go where did you go oh there you went found it yes so overall this year overall this year I was 93 and 47 That was good enough for 1,238th, or 99.6%. This week, I got 6 out of the 10 games, and God, do I hate myself for one of them. First of all, UTSA in Western Kentucky. Now, I didn't actually watch that game, but I know what happened in it because I was listening to it. I need to say this. UTSA's got a couple of fantastic radio announcers, and honestly, they've kind of gotten me on wanting to listen to their games again. Like, y'all got good radio announcers. Y'all got really good radio announcers. And it's a hats off to them. They got me through it. I was at Gym 101, which was really, it was awesome. And very hyped for the team. We're, it's like, um, you know what? Fine. Do I have to start making, I, I we're, we're gonna have something working with that of some sort, but we're going to the championship is not fun enough. We're going to figure something out as our... Just, it's going to be our... The Steelers are going to the Super Bowl. 
much for that. You'll we'll figure it out. Anyway, what matters more is that UTSA was winning that game by a lot, and then they weren't. So basically, uh, UTSA decided to get out to this 42-13 lead, and it was all party, wild, woohoo fun. And then Bailey Zappi said, what if I didn't let you guys celebrate and instead gave you a ton of anxiety? And so then they came back. And then it was like very close. And then, I want to say it was 42-41. to And then... The Roadrunners scored a touchdown, and then that that was it. Like, it was close. No, it wasn't. Excuse me. It was... So, it was actually 42-34. to 34. They were within eight, and then Roadrunners scored a touchdown after a four-minute drive, which was huge. Except then, the Hilltoppers, they freaking did a thing. And they scored a touchdown. But, yeah, anyway, it was a really interesting and fun game. And, and like, yeah. Meet, meet, meet all the way. It was a really awesome. Hats off to an incredible season for the Roadrunners. A magical one. One that will never be forgotten. There were 42,000 people in the Alamo Dome that night. Wasn't an attendance record. Which was four, which is 50-something thousand for the first game they ever had. So, Okay, fine. But still. Yeah. Anyway. Then, there was Utah and Oregon. So, there is a thread in RCFB, Reddit for college football, that basically said Utah would have been better off losing to Oregon in the regular season to try and get to the Rose Bowl because it had been harder for them to beat them twice. But Utah said, okay, whatever, and then just went and beat Oregon twice anyway, and beat the crap out of them both times. Hey, congratulations, Oregon. You didn't lose by 31. You only lost by 28. Improvement. You still suck. But still. Yeah, Utah beat the crap out of them. I didn't watch this game. I was too busy with other things. Um, yeah. Then, in Kent State, Northern Illinois, I don't know why I picked Kent State. I thought I thought they would win. No, Northern Illinois won the game 41-23. to It wasn't close. At all. But then there was a game that was close. By mere inches did this game come to an end. It was Oklahoma State and Baylor, and I had Oklahoma State winning it. So again, why can't I have nice things? Whatever. Whatever, whatever. This game was awesome. Um, Oklahoma State was down 21-3, to and then they started to claw their way back. Um, Ben, last play of the game, fourth, and goal, a run to the outside. It's a dive to the pylon. It is short by mere inches. And Baylor wins. What a game. Oklahoma State had like four, it was like Oklahoma State had four interceptions. They threw four interceptions. You're not winning the game throwing four picks. That's just a thing that doesn't happen. Like, jeez But Dave Aranda, man, oh, hats off to him. So happy for him winning his first conference championship, his second season there. Turned around a team that won, like, one game last year. Turned him into conference champs. 
What an incredible season for the Bears. As they go to the Sugar Bowl. And then, there was San Diego State and Utah State. And Utah State was a 1%. Utah State came in this year with an FPI 1% chance to win this uh, Mountain West. So they went and won the Mountain West, lol. Um, this was a team that, if I recall correctly, fired their head coach like midway through the season last year. And he was like, it was just bad. Like, it was bad. And it, I was like, yeah, this team's going through turmoil. Now, Utah State ended up just being fine, winning their division, and then winning the conference championship 46-13. to they massacred the San Diego State Aztecs. Holy cow. So yeah, that's a thing that occurred. I was wrong about that game, but I was right about Billy Napier's final game in Lafayette as the Raging Cajuns beat the Appalachian State Mountaineers 24-16. Knew ULL could do it. <sighs> Why'd you bastards steal our coach? Oh wait, that wasn't y'all. That was Florida. Sorry. Anyway, um, yeah. Game was close at the end, but then it was over. There was a fumbled, there was a fumble that wasn't actually a fumble. It was an incomplete pass. And then on the next play, there was a real fumble that was a fumble. And then it was over. This is ULL's first conference championship game victory in three tries. Then... In the game that ended before the other one, let's talk about that one. Uh, Cincinnati beat Houston. Cincinnati in the playoff alongside, by the way, other teams. We won't be talking about that this week as that will be for the bowl preview show. That'll be next week. I will announce when on some time. I will announce when on probably tomorrow because I'll have that all set up for next week because next week is a thing because I'm done with finals after this week. So that means we get about a month. Yeah, roughly a month of me not having anything to do, which is awesome. But yeah, Cincinnati won. I didn't watch this game. All I know is that they won. What game did I watch? Georgia get their asses kicked by Alabama. God damn Hey, Georgia, want to set the edge? No? Okay, fine. Let Alabama score all over you. That's what happened with their defense. Why, why, why didn't I expect that Georgia would choke in this game? Why did I expect things to be different? You're the same sorry, sad-ass Georgia football. You, you're going to lose to, God, I don't even know that they're going to lose to Michigan. Like, that's the thing. Like, are they going to lose to Michigan? I don't know. Because Michigan's also a bunch of chokers. God, I realize how much time I have left. I need to start getting faster with this. Anyway, Alabama beat their faces in using uh, not John Mechie, but other guys. And yeah, maybe you should have put in JT Daniels. Okay, apparently you don't want to. Apparently there might be like a personal falling out with his family. That's according to message boards. Who knows? Um... And then I watched Michigan beat the crap out of Iowa. Michigan had a good week of football. It was nice in the wake of the tragedy in Oxford. 
Yeah. And of course, it had to be 42, which was the, uh, one of the victims. He was a linebacker. I can't remember his name. That was his number. That was his jersey number, 42. Um, so yeah, pretty touching moment there. Beat the crap out of an Iowa team that, like I said, no offense. They put up three points. I'm shocked. Um, because overall, they looked like an absolute tire fire out there on offense. But of course, they got their only points through a field goal. And then finally, uh, the Pitt Panthers beat the Wake Forest Demon Deacons 45-21. to Kenny Pickett literally caused a rule interpretation uh, change. He tried to, he faked the slide and it worked and he scored a 58-yard touchdown. Can't do that. Which, reading the rule book, it basically says that if you start the process of a slide, you're marked down at the spot where you did that. Um, but he wasn't because he never finished the process, I guess. So yeah, if you try to fake a slide, you're down. Don't fake a slide, you idiot. You're going to be down. Ha 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 ha. So it's basically simulating the process of going into a slide, which is all you would need to do. Change a few things in the rule book. It's the same thing as simulating the process of putting your knee down. This weekend, we have the Army-Navy game. That is the only game that's being played at the FBS level. Here's my prediction. Army will beat Navy. Navy is absolute and utter trash this year. Oh my god, this team plays football? You are an absolute dumpster fire this year. You're not winning this game. Why am I going to be proven wrong? I don't know. But no, just... Jeff Munkin's really turned around Army, and I'm going to watch some of this game, and I will probably be more glued to the FCS game that's going on at the same time, because guess what? FCS playoffs are better than Army football. I'm sorry, I just like to sometimes watch crazy offenses. Not stuff that's really old. I like to see New Age stuff, too. It's not like I'm not going to be watching both games. ESPN Plus, baby! Woo-woo! Thank you for putting all of this behind a paywall and not on paid television. And not on normal television, especially a game that's at 7 o'clock. What? They probably have a basketball game. Anyway, the one last thing that we're going to do for this week, though, is we're going to talk to y'all, is I, I made the promise last week that I would, this week, have the perfect score for a... A theoretical perfect score for underdog pick'em. And here we go. I'm going to tell you the game-by-game thing. So in week one, you get had 39 points. 17 from Northern Illinois over Georgia Tech. 16 for Utah State over Washington State. And 6 for UTSA over Illinois. Week two, 38 points. 17 for Stanford over USC. 14 for Oregon over Ohio State. And... 7 for either Vanderbilt over Colorado State or BYU over Utah. Then, 40 points in Week 3. That's from 15 for Western Michigan over Pitt, 14 for Colorado State over Toledo, and 11 for Fresno State over UCLA. Then a whopping 67 in Week 4. 31 for Bowling Green over Minnesota. 23 for ULM over Troy, and 13 for Oregon State over USC. Then a 36 point week 5 that have been from 15 for Navy over UCF 11 for Temple over Memphis and 10 for either MTSU over Marshall or Hawaii over Fresno State then 48 
points for week six. You get 17 for Florida State over North Carolina, 17 for Texas A&M over Alabama, and 14 for Akron over Bowling Green. Then, week seven, 53-point week. 32 for ULM over Liberty, 11 for Purdue over Iowa, and 10 for LSU over Florida. Then a 66-point week with all of them being over 20, 23 for Illinois over Penn State, 23 for Rice over UAB, and 23, I'm sorry, not 23, 20 for New Mexico over Wyoming. Then a 39-point week 9, you get 15 for Wazoo over Arizona State, then 14 for Bowling Green over Buffalo, Bowling Green back again, and 10 for Miami over Pitt. Then week 10, 46-point week, you get 19 for South Carolina over Florida, 15 for Illinois over Minnesota, and 12 for Arizona over Cal. Then a 50-point week 11 we may never soon forget. A 30-point little thing for Kansas over Texas, 10 points for Georgia State over Coastal Carolina, and 10 points for Texas Tech over Iowa State. Week 12 was a bit of an underwhelming one. Uh, The lowest-scoring week, only 21 points. Eight for Missouri over Florida, seven for South Carolina over Auburn, and six for either Colorado over Washington or Wyoming over Utah State. Finally, week 13, 28 points. Ten for North Texas over UTSA, ten for Hawaii over Wyoming, and eight for Michigan over Ohio State. If you total all those up, your best total, you've somehow been Nostradamus, and even then, better than that, would be 571 points. The best score was 173. So yeah. I remember the score, best score from like last year was somewhat somewhere around the 500s. So yeah, it's kind of common. And that's going to do it for this week's episode of Goal to Go, coming out very close to the start of Thursday Night Football. But we're going to make it just in time, I hope. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed this. Don't forget the Goal to Go kickoff show is tomorrow for a preview of Saints Jets. Do you really want to preview that? Do you really want to hear a preview of that? If you do, you might as well tune in. Why not? Is... Hoo-hoo. Why not share this with you or friends or your family or your enemies if you really don't like them and think that they'll actually enjoy this? I don't know why you'd share this with your enemies, but do so anyway. I don't know. I can't really control you, but what I can say is follow me on Twitter at capital B-E-N, capital S, capital L, capital A, capital S, P-O-R-T-S. Um, yeah, check tomorrow's episode for updates on how next week's going to go, because bowl games are crazy, and I don't know how I'm going to preview them, mainly because I don't want to start previewing, like, all of them when, like, you know, they go on a week-by-week basis, but I also, so, yeah, that's a thing. It's weird, okay? Bowl season is awesome and fun, and we're going to be covering every game. Uh, or every game that I watch. Because that's how we do things here. Okay? But until such a time as that, I've been Ben Schluter. This has been Goal to Go. Hope you have a fantastic week. I've been dealing with finals, so hopefully your week's been going better than mine. And until next time, bye-bye. <laughs>